You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are diving into some of the listeners' questions, some of the most interesting questions we've got in 2023. So let's get started. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Hello, Mark. I'm here. I'm okay. I've survived school holidays back to work yeah lovely time though it looks like you had a bit of nice weather apparently the uk is having a a heat wave finally when everybody's gone back to work which is nice for us (laughs) i know it's like 32 (laughs) degrees it's like everybody's sitting in their their tents and they rain and then packing it all up getting back to the house going to work sitting in the office and looking out and going oh bloody hell it's lovely lovely day out there yeah that's exactly (laughs) That's exactly what's happened. It was almost like when the schools broke up, summer holidays, that it started raining, and the, school, the kids all went back to school yesterday in the UK, and it's, yeah. um, and the sun's come out. Nice. Glorious. Yeah. It's, it's like here it definitely affects It definitely affects um, e-commerce sales with the yeah. weather, because it's so extreme. Like in the UK, the weather's always pretty naff. Um, yeah. So any any change, <laughs> everyone goes out. Like if it's really nice weather, everyone goes out. You know, I think it of... also depends on the weather they've had beforehand, though. Like if yes. they've had like really really bad weather, and then suddenly a sunny day, it stops people buying because they're everybody's gone out. But if they've had loads and loads of sunny weather, after you know, like it it it's not it's it's like surprising weather that makes the difference. That's actually key, isn't it? Because when we've had yeah. surprising rain or surprising snow or surprising sun, that'll affect things a lot more than than what's actually been happening. And those those are the those are the days when we've had those email campaigns ready to go, like unexpected storm. Like we'll have an unexpected storm email, and we'll actually do quite well with it. But if it's just expected, if you like in the in the fourth week of really nice weather, it's back to normal. Yeah. You know, everybody's everybody's kind of working working with it. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we were talking before, and you said just start record because we, we were just talking, and um, we were we're going to do the most interesting questions we've been asked in twenty twenty three, and got yeah. a few questions here. Um, so I just read just read them out, and then we can decide. Yeah, let's not. just go. Let's, Let, yeah. let's let's go. Yeah. Okay, so um, this one's from James, and he said. He said, I think he was listening to the podcast where we were talking about our ideal e-commerce site. He said, you wanted a business with 90% margin. I know I only have 40% margin. Can I make this work? Um, so do you, want to, do you want to start off with that, Ian? Well, well, yes. I mean, 90% margin is exceptional and quite rare yeah. um, and, and damn bloody hard. <laughs> to go to do so um no 90 percent margin you know of course you know it no the different the the, the, dip, the reason why we said if you could get a really high margin product is because it makes it easier because you can be more aggressive with your ad strategy and your return on ad spend can be mm. you know very very low and it still is profitable um, mm. So if you've got the difference between a forty percent, forty percent margin and a ninety percent margin product is like 
you know, what you know, a ninety percent margin, you might be able to run at a you know one point five times ROAS to recruit a new customer. And so the lower the ROAS, the easier it is. So one hundred fifty percent. So for every dollar you spend, you might only need one dollar fifty back. Whereas the forty percent margin, you know, you might need for every dollar you spend, you might need four dollars back. And yeah. that and that means that you can only afford to spend so much on your advertising and then you get you basically get stuck you can't spend anymore because the maths don't work and so mm. you then you know but then you then you look at well you know so of course 40 percent margin is not horrific it's it's on the low side isn't it you know it's not it's not like a 30 but anything around 30 percent we 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 some we we do find that's more challenging but it's also connected to the lifetime customer value mm. But it, it's it's it, I think you know, a lot of people said oh I haven't got ninety percent margin is you know that was a wish list that was like our ideal business that we would love to scale and and we a lot of the time we've we've been scaling businesses with fifty percent margin even forty percent margin yeah. and yes you can make it work and it, it comes down to what what the rest of the competition has actually got because if everybody's got forty percent margin everybody's in exactly the same boat and that's the way it works but people still need to buy it. You know, if, if, if lighting, for example, is 40% margin and everybody's got 40% margin on it and that's how it's yeah. worked and, and the, the people supplying the lights, they never sell direct and they only sell through other people and everybody's got the same margin, then everybody's in the same boat and it's going to have to yeah. be be made to work. So you, you should have a way make way to make it work. The, I think, the, I the, think the, it's so true. Yeah, I'm going to say, sorry, I think I, I, think I broke up. It was my oh, father was ringing us. He mm. just he's just gone through my come through, but um, yeah, I think I think generally the, tr- the the tricky bit is if you're in a market where you've got forty percent margin and everybody else that you're competing with has got a seventy percent margin, you know that's difficult. Mm. You know that really yeah, is well, difficult. And in fact, well, that's, that's an example. Actually, yeah, what was I going to give you an example? Well, Go on, you give yours. Yeah, it was just a gift business. Like you know, if you're in the gift business and you've got forty percent margin and you've got it, and someone else has got a gift where they've got ninety percent margin. And it's still doing the job to be done. You know, like if I'm buying something for my father, I, I don't really, you know, I, I've got a, an idea in my mind. Maybe I want to spend 40 bucks or something like that on a, on a present. Now, to me, the job to be done is going to be the same whether I buy that product or that product. Now, one of them is going to be way higher margin. Um, you know, if I buy, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, like a flat, some flowers or some uh, a, a hamper or something like that, or if I buy something that's um, maybe a print-on-demand art. Now, you know, the, the, the margin is going to be very different. And so, therefore, you, you're competing in that market with people who've got different different margins. Whereas if you're yeah. – everybody's selling the same ego um, lawnmower, like everybody's got the same margin and everybody – you know, so everybody's competing on, well, on a very flat Well, yeah, well, what, what we say in that scenario is if everybody's – if it's a level playing field and everybody's got the same margin selling it with the same price, we'd say, well, could, what add-on products can you do to bundle it up that's got a higher margin, which means that you could, you've then got that thin edge over everybody else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's what um, – that's what I was I, – I, we did that in, like, in the podcast last week, What's It All About, and also – yeah. I did a big, um, big post on the Facebook group, uh, the free Facebook group about what it's all about as well. And I, I think I called it like being a happy elephant or something like that. But it, it was all about trying to have that thin advantage, like the winner takes all. And it was, I was talking about how 
the in, in the music industry, you know, sixty percent of the money in the music industry goes to one percent of the artists. So skewed. Mm. Um, and and even though e-commerce isn't as skewed as that, you'll probably get twenty percent of the commerce sites generating eighty percent of the uh, the revenue. Or, you know, mm. like it'll be it'll be very much like that. And and those people at the top. They won't be like eighty percent better, or you know, five times better. They'll be like ten percent better, or five percent better. You know, they'll they'll have that small advantage maybe on their conversion rate, or their average order value, yeah. or their email strategy, uh, or their margin. So, but it, it it'll be that thin advantage, and it's kind of like you know, e-commerce is you know, winner takes all. It is, and I'll just say one thing about about margin. So I was having a chat with with a business this morning that's on a it's on a level two program. And um, they're doing about 20, 22 million, something like that. And they're, they're in a, a market where there are people who are selling copycat or very similar products to them that look the same. It's furniture, it's furniture um, that look the same, but for cheaper. So they're, you know, they're selling them at like £250 and the competitors are selling stuff that looks very similar for like £150. So, you know, almost like, you know, two thirds of the price um, or even less, you know, half, two, you know, two thirds of the price. And, and in that scenario, it's like you've got to justify why you're charging a higher price. You know, and that's how that's got you. That's how the, you know, you know, you've got to up the desirability or up the convincibility. And um, mm. so because so because I think people listen to this thing, well, I'll just put my mind. I'll just I'll just increase my prices. And therefore, I'm going to get my higher margin. It's going to take me from forty percent to sixty percent. But you can't, you can't do that without thinking about what knock-on effect that has on your, yeah. your, you know, your value proposition. You know, you, well, you, that's like you know, an accountant you, would say that. He'd say, "Oh, you know, you're not making enough money. Put your prices up." And it's like, yeah. well, put the prices up. We lose, we lose volume. Yeah, yeah it's, um, so you, simple yeah, as that. Yeah, your, your your conversion rate will go down. You you have to counteract putting your prices up and getting a better margin with it, with increasing your desirability or convincibility and you know and and obviously reassurances or because it, it's a more of a considered purchase and so the business today you know it's a desire it's it's mainly a desirability play and and a convincibility mm. play in furniture so it's got to look amazing if they're charging you know 280 pounds for something that you know that's available for 150 that looks similar you know it's got to, it's got mm. to look amazing and it, and then they've got to convince the buyer that it is worth more than the cheaper alternatives. And obviously, how you well, do that? It's is, in terms of know, branding, isn't it? It's branding now. They've got yeah. to, they've got to believe that that they want that piece of furniture. They want to get that kind of style. And it's an Italian furniture maker, isn't it? It's like yeah. that's kind of like the, the feeling of it. But in terms of coming back to the question, you know, can I make it with a forty percent margin? Is it? Is, but majority of the time, the answer is yes, unless you're competing against people who've got a much higher margin. Mm. And it reminds me of when we were doing um, the first lockdown at Christmas. We did the perfume and aftershave business. And we just thought we'd had a go, and I think we had forty yeah. percent margin, and we were selling at about seven ROAS. And we thought, oh, this seems pretty good. And but we didn't make much money on it because. Um, you know, with everything taken into consideration, it was, you know, maybe two, three grand or something at the end of the month or something, like that, even though we did quite a lot of money. Um, and the reason was, is because we were competing against people who had their own stock, who weren't, we were drop shipping, and um, they had 60% margin. 
And so even though our ads were better, our website was better, our, you know, everything was higher, our conversion rate and average order value, it didn't make up for the fact that our margin was 20% lower. And so in order to make that business work, we realized we'd have to invest in stock and we'd have to go and buy a million pounds worth of aftershave and, 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 and goods to get into that market. And it wasn't really a market we wanted to get into. But it was, yeah. it was, well, in, you know, that, in scenario, that case, it, 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 cause, because, because we, yeah, we were competing against other people that had a, a, a much higher margin. There wasn't much that we could do. You know, we had better upselling, mm. we had all the things there, but it, it was, it wasn't a level playing field. You know, was yeah. it? And, I mean, the and, question, and, also, go on, you carry on. Well, I was just going to say, I think like it was one of those businesses where we probably could have got it work to work with a lower margin given everything and putting all the effort in. Mm. But it was like one of those, and this is what I would talk about a lot. It's like, is it a game I want to play? You know, it's like in order to be really good at this, I'm going to have to put all this effort in and I'm going to end up with this. And it was like, no, I'm just going to go and choose an easier game to play because like you don't have to choose that game. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's that's the important thing is it's like you can see what you would take to, once you you know the, the, the important thing is to go into a market and, and see what it is and understand the fundamentals of it because there's nothing there's nothing as powerful as spending your own money on a market and understanding the di- the, the dynamics. You know, with the betting site we could see we could see after a couple of months really what what the dynamics were of the business and you could start to get an understanding of of how it's working. Same thing with the uh, with the aftershave business. You could see what it was, and then you can start to see what it takes to get to make it work. And you kind of go, "Well, is this is this going to be worthwhile in the end of it, or is it not?" And in terms of the the, the aftershave business, it was just like, "Well, this seems like you know, it felt like we we're swimming against the tide." And 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 yes, we would get to the other side, but like it, it was well, it was actually, I think opportunity, I think, I, opportunity I think, cost. Yeah, I think that was it. Really, I think I think we probably could have put it all in and, and, and done something with it but i think we just thought there were easier games to play you know i think if that had been our first business ever if it been our yeah, first business have, ever, we would have known and we would have we'd have persevered <laughs> yeah. and, and, and tried to try to make it work but that was the kind of the naivety of youth i mean we, we the, the the businesses we first started together were um you know it was like picking the hardest game in the hardest in the hardest yeah. place in the hardest time um often and you know, then we thought, oh well, we'll do better because we're, we're clever lads and we'll know we know what we're doing. But um, looking back, you know, it would have been much better to pick an easier game at the beginning. And mm. um, and that's, you know, and that's and the logic. So it was, at what the same I time, it makes is... a better podcast. Makes a better podcast. <laughs> all, all our failures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What, is it, what I was going to add, you know, in terms of the margin, like a forty percent margin, to be honest, seems quite reasonable really because we've seen a lot lower um and uh, when you know when does margin become like a whoa that's going to be hard because i just don't like people 10 percent margin i just wouldn't want to be anywhere near it i I just wouldn't wouldn't. i I mean i wouldn't want to be anything under 20 i mean i wouldn't really want i'd say the same thing yeah really like there's people selling sewing machines there's people selling sewing machines and the price is protected and they get 10 percent margin on it and like you don't want that to be your main business. It's just yeah. too hard. First of all, they're only going to buy one sewing machine every ten years. Well, the, vo- like the, the, the volumes, know, just... the volumes has had to be so big. You know, don't they? I mean, in fact, I was chatting to somebody mm. this morning, and I think we were just chatting about it before the podcast. And you know, he said he got the he got the, and if you're listening to this, because he does, um, he he'll probably know who I'm talking about. But he got it to forty million, 
but he said, you know, he, just, he wasn't making any money. You know, and, and you know, and because because his margin wasn't great, he had stock. Uh, he had loads of stock that you know he couldn't. It was dead stock, and it's like you know the, the yeah. margin just 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 wasn't there in the rest of the business to to keep it keep it going. You know, and it's like whoa, yeah. forty million. Christ has lost a lot of stress to not make any money at the end. Oh, you know, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think Christ. of all the customer service. <laughs> oh God, I know. Oh and you keep, God. you know, you keep yeah. channeling, plowing money into stock, you know, go, 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 you know, do 40 mm. million, must be successful. Thinking, well, well, actually, you know, the maths, the maths are flawed. It, you know, it's just, it's, you know, you're playing, playing a harder game, um, mm. are you? But, mm. but I think generally, I think, you know, because one of the most, what's probably awkward questions that I get asked, which is a good question, it's a bloody good question, and I often get asked it, is they say, do you think I can scale this business? You know, do you think we, there's something mm. here? Do you think we can take it? And I, and I say, well, you know, I start, like, I always go back to the math. I say, okay, well, what's your, what's your margin? You know, and the, if the margin is over 30% generally on average, um, then, you know, there's something, there's something there. If the average order value, let me, let me, let me say when I get worried, and, and the answer I always give is I always say, well, there, you know, there was, there was a couple of clients that we've turned away. Over the years, where we said, "Look, you know, no, you, you need to fix this," um, and they were the ones that had an average order value of under thirty dollars, so thirty pounds, thirty dollars, a lifetime customer value of one, so they only bought bought once, and a margin of thirty percent. And that's the example we always give. And there was a mm. couple of businesses that fell close to that. That we said, "Look, you know, you, at the end of the day, you're going to have to run." so fast on a treadmill just to stand still because you, your maths are, are weak and that's when i yeah. you know i would say no you can't you know you can you you're really you're really going to struggle and there, there was there was a, there was somebody who phoned me up from america a couple of weeks ago and um yeah she she was doing a million dollars at the uh on a, on a shopify store and their average order value was twenty dollars her margin was okay. Margin was about fifty percent. The lifetime customer value was one. And I actually yeah. thought, you know what? That's that's real. And it was a product that you kind of. It was a novelty thing that people only bought once. Yeah, and, and she was putting. She'd already taken back. a loan out to keep. She'd taken yeah. a loan out to keep it going. And it's 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 yeah. it's like well, it's fundamentally you know you, it's it's like I talked about last week or the in the in the article you've got a mo- what's your money printing machine and if you're putting money in the front end and the m- money printing machine is, is actually you know giving out negative money out the end of it then yeah you can't scale it you just can't scale it's no. too it's too hard and well i, I, probably, I remember the, that probably the same. best question to on, ask me if you want if you well the best question to ask me if you want a really honest answer is would would i invest in this business because yeah i like I only invest in very small amounts of businesses and like if I would invest in the business then you'd know you've got something but if like there's a lot of businesses and I'd probably be, I would become a lot more um discerning as, I, as I've as I've got as I've got older and what I will invest in and what I won't but if you know if you ask me that question would you invest in this business then you'd know you've definitely got something and I might give you an answer to say well not at the Honestly, moment, but if you did this, it's Mark. This. My brother is the. I've had to drag him in, in over the into business relationships. Sometimes into terrible into, investments. Yeah, terrible <laughs> investments. 
And I have to say that there's one or two that I did bring to the table, which we did invest in, which turned out to be absolutely disasters. Um, but there's been some successful ones. But you, you will, you are naturally risk averse, which, and I am the opposite. Um, so yeah, I think work, I think you should probably well. take take that with. Uh... Uh, you know, you should basically, if Mark wants to invest in it, then it's definitely yes. a go. I you, say you know, that. I said, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I said this to, to, a, to a business that we're doing a deep dive with, and this was one that had 90% margin and a lifetime customer value of, um, I think it was about five times a year, and average mm. order value of about $30. And I said, right, my brother has never been as excited about this business, you know, about investing in any business. And believe you me, if he gets excited about investing in it, you've definitely got something. <laughs> so, you know, whether or not they, they understood the significance of what I was saying, but it's absolutely true. And you know which one I'm talking about. Um, I do. You know, was a, yeah. And it, yeah. So, yeah, that's there, the one. It's because I haven't got the uh, expenses that you've got. And I haven't got like, you know, 400 ex-wives and 700 what? children. And, oh, what are <laughs> you talking about? I've got all I need, Ian. All I need. Um, perhaps we should move on move to the on. next question. Yeah. yeah. Go. Um, number two. Number two. I am overwhelmed. This is from uh, Mary. And I'm overwhelmed with all the changes I could make. Where should I start? I, and I think that's quite that's quite a common feeling when you start. I mean, even when you start listening to all our stuff, you kind of go, oh, my God, there's this this area and this area and I've got this area and this could be good yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, so where would you start? Yeah, well, I, I I think that I think that is the number one question actually. Um, and it's um, I when I mean whenever we whenever we do a deep dive with a client, I always say, look, you know, it doesn't matter what we chat about. The reality is, the most important thing is is the is the list. You know, the bulleted list. Mm. So and you know, so I, I know that's me chatting, but and saying the most important thing is the bulleted list. Um, but it, it, it certainly is, um, because if you if you get it wrong, obviously you're going to spend six months doing something that doesn't move the needle. And it is the million mm. dollar question. And obviously it depends on each business that you're in. And that's why, you know, you can't fall down the trap of saying an e-commerce site, you know, one size fits all. Because it doesn't, just like it doesn't in the retail high street. You know, you, you go into a, you know, a jewelry store on the high street, it's going to be laid out very differently to the hardware store you know obviously mm. you know it, it, so it, it isn't but the, the, the way the way that the way that i always start um in answering that question is i'm always trying to go for the low-hanging fruit because it's it's a combination of um of complexity effect on revenue um and um you know and i'm um, speed really how quickly you can you can do it i mean complexity and speed mm. are kind of a similar one but so you know i would i would always go for the low-hanging fruits and and you know it's sometimes that's like you know for example if i if i was trying to immediately have an effect on revenue or profitability um i would immediately go and look at my advertising budget because you know i might i might well be advertising you know, let's say I'm advertising on all my products in my feed. I'm spending, you know, $20,000 a month on advertising. Well, it might be that, you know, half of that is complete waste of time. Um, and mm. I can make that decision very, very quickly, you know, straight away. You know, so, you I know, at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just going to say that, like, if you're trying to swim to the other side of the river and you find yourself in the middle of the river and you're drowning, the the most important thing is to stop 
stop yourself from drowning, not necessarily to go and plan to get swimming lessons. You know, you've, you've always got to work on the next important thing in the business that, that is actually going to move the needle. And that's what you're saying with the lowest hanging fruit is effectively if you've got your basic numbers, then you, you should have an idea of what that is. And like, exactly, you, 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 you probably get, you'll get to see a lot of the, the bigger clients, you know, I obviously get to see them as well, but like in the 20 K core, there's a lot of smaller clients in there. And sometimes, you know, you're talking to them and you're saying, well, to get started, you know, you're not, you're not getting that many sales at the moment, but you're, you know, you're getting, you know, are you getting many out of baskets? And they go, well, I'm getting a few, maybe not enough. Okay. So are you getting, are you getting people to engage on the site? And they go, well, yes, but maybe not enough. And then you go, okay, are you getting enough people to click through on your ads? And are they interesting enough? And you kind of you kind of go up the funnel until you find you find the problem. And you say you were back. Then, I mean, yeah, yeah, because you, you obviously you have a bigger effect if you can get your ads basket up. You know, you know, you're affecting more people. I mean, generally speaking, from a practical level, the, the way the way I do it is, you know, we, we I'd look at the maths. I look at, okay, what's my, uh, you know, I do my target sheet, you know, and the target mm. sheet will give me my, my overall picture. Then I look at my margin calculator, which will tell me what row I need to go and look at. And then I look at the stats. I look at bounce rate, add to basket, basket checkout, checkout to order, um, and average order value. And I'd, and, I'd, and, I'd, and I'd sweep through the whole site, and I'd probably do my little bits of front-end tweaks first. That's what I generally mm. do. If looking at business, okay, well, they're missing the do the product page check. We have a product page checklist, for example. We always go through that, and there's always loads of little things like you know they're not you know you're not putting the in stock grid tick you know near the outer mm. basket. You're not you're not putting your returns policy near the outer basket. You're not you know you're not you're not um, you're not saying when it's going to arrive on the on mm. the on the product page near the outer basket. Like just there's loads of stupid simple things that people miss. I go and do all of those. Because to be honest, you could do those in a couple of days because it's just front end stuff. And mm. then once I've done that, then I'll probably look at my offer architecture and how I get emails. And that's yeah. what I, that's what I do. And and then obviously at the same time, I'd go and plow into my my ads and work out how I can get a better ROAS. I think I think it's that. quite hard for people sometimes though because they're so close to their websites that they can't see it for the first time. And I yeah, think that that it's. It's like it's finding the obvious stuff first and you're getting some new eyes to the website, even, even like someone who's not been to the website, sitting down with them and saying, here's two websites, not telling them which yours is and saying, go and buy a product on this website to be a competitor and go and buy one on this one or not buy, but, you know, add it to the basket and then see what they say. And, you know, you can just like that's what, you know, there used to be that service called what users do. I think it's changed now, but that's what they used to do. With that and you used to be able to see people on the website with fresh eyes and they would talk through what they were thinking and why it's quite a lot of insight but i think yeah. in terms of you know being overwhelmed uh, and working at what to do next is 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 really understanding what part of your your e-commerce funnel is broken and just working on that section yeah. until it's fixed like yeah. you can't work on it all the time or all of it at the same time because it doesn't make doesn't make sense and it doesn't really help it's mm. it's like working out I need to buy customers for this this cost, you know, and and I'm buying customers for this cost on these products, but not on these products. Okay, so let's go with the flow of the river. How can we sell more of those types of products um, where it does, where the numbers work, and how can we stop selling the other ones? You know, it's it's 
it, it's like I said, there was someone the other day, and I was like, when we first started working with him, we said, look, you know, you need to stop selling these low, uh, low average order products on the first purchase. And they, they, they kind of like, they did that and they, they removed the average order value up on the first purchase. It's great. But then they got rid of the products on the site completely. And I was like, well, no, that's not what you want to do because those small products are actually are great for lifetime customer value. You just don't want to recruit on them because yeah. someone coming on that small product, they tend to be a small buyer. And so therefore they don't buy. But if someone buying something for like 200 bucks, they'll come, if you come and buy something for 30 bucks later on, that's great because you haven't paid anything for that sale. You know, so it's, it's kind of understanding what you're trying to do and just focusing on the low hanging fruit, like you say, and the obvious things at the beginning, but really only focusing on one thing that's really going to make a difference. Um, and yeah. you've only got. I think I'd say, you know, I mean, I think, well, I was going to say, I think you, you, you certainly focus on the low hanging fruit because there's a matter, you know, but once you do your target sheet and you break down your conversion rate into those three parts, add, add to basket, basket, check out, check out to order, and then and then you ask yourself, you know, if, once you do your like your roadmap and you go, why? Well, I'm I'm check, I'm looking at my bloody average order value here, trying to get them to buy two things, but my add to basket starts three percent, and I know by mm. listening to Mark and Ian for a business like me, it should be eight percent, and it's three percent. So why the hell am I faffing around trying to get a frequently bought together module working? When my head to basket yeah. starts 3%, it's like, you know, for God's sake, you know, look, you know, yeah. look, look at the numbers and look at your data, you know, and, and compare yourself and, and go for that. Because, you know, if you, if your head to basket starts 3% and it should be 8% and you're trying to get a frequently bought together, you know, it's not going to make any bloody difference. And you're just going to spend mm. three months faffing around with some stupid app in Shopify that doesn't bloody work. Um, finally getting it to work, thinking, oh, great, I've, you know, that's going to solve all my problems. But it doesn't. Your add to basket stat actually goes down from 3% mm. to 2 because you've got some stupid frequently bought together that's taking away more more, more space that doesn't actually, you know, give people what they want. So anyway, mm. you know, it, it's a bloody difficult question, but ultimately, you know, you benchmark, see where you are, where you should be, which is which obviously we can tell you. You know what? You know they're obviously the benchmarks we said, and, and then you you know you see yeah. you see what the gaps are, and, and look at those. But it tends I to think be generally every, a bit of front end. And yeah, front like, end. I think oh. every e-commerce site should have a product or a bundle or a set of products that when you get an order of it, you are delighted because mm. you know you're making decent money on it. Like, and I I feel like every business should have that, regardless of e-commerce. You should have a product that when you sell it, you're like, yay, that is amazing. That's really really good. So. Like if you haven't got that product, you're probably missing out on what's called your hero product, your hero bundle or something like that. Because a lot of businesses make 80% of product, 80% of revenue from 20% of the products. And so mm. it, it, it's kind of like trying to work out, do I have that product? Do I have that hero product? Do I have that hero bundle? When, you know, when an existing customer comes and buys something and it drops and it's like, you know, so it's like on the betting site when someone comes and spends six grand on an order and our normal average yeah. order values, you know, whatever, you know, d down there, it's like, thank you very much. It's like, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? And, and it's like, yeah, you're obviously doing something right. And you go, well, how can I get more of those orders? Right. We, you know, yeah. we work more with, you know, with you know trade and I've just thought actually, cause there's another conversation I had this morning with it, with another business, um, selling furniture again. And, um, they, they, they're trying to, they're trying to get this business to, um, so I think it's about seventy million. So it's a big business. Try to get seventy million. They're on about 
about um, 30 now. And they're looking at their entire product portfolio in one go and, you know, you know, across like, you know, 12 different categories, thousands of products. And they're, and they're trying to, they're trying to look at it all in one big breath. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't look at it all in one mm. go. You've got to go, first of all, you're going to go, what products are we going to recruit on? And what products are we just going to retain on? Like, do we think realistically? Cause it's where you're going to spend your next pound or your next dollar. You know, do you think we should actually go, and aggressively spend in this particular category. No, we're not. We're going to get completely lost. We're going to get eaten alive. There's no way we're going to be able to recruit and go go and steal market share because these competitors here, who are specialists, are just much better at it. But we have a good chance of actually taking that product and selling it to our existing customers who are already on our customer database, you know, or or yes. use it as an add-on product. So I think that's interesting. Anyway, so I think yeah, I'll just say, bring you back to the middle of the road. Because no, we've spiralled off. I don't think I don't think Mary, who's overwhelmed, is interested. Not, in Mary that. sounds, it sounds anyway. like you made up Mary's name. That would like you made her up because you 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 should have you know paused when you were trying to think of Mary's name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've only got fifteen minutes left before I have to disappear into the ether and go and yeah. entertain somebody. Um, but like, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and cherry pick the next question. Because I, I want us to answer this one, which is number four, which is from Derek, which is <laughs> which is a real name. And when can I afford to use an agency? And yeah. the reason I wanted to ask this question is because I've got a way of working it out, and I want to talk to people about it. So, like the the if you think about it, an agency which you use to, for for ads or you know Facebook ads, Google ads. TikTok ads, all those kind of things. Pretty much a hundred percent of that fee should uh, should be put against recruiting new customers because everybody knows that existing customers are probably going to buy again through the email or very easily through remarketing and all those kind of things. So you don't really need an agency. Let's say you would have a business and you were just going to go and sell to existing customers. You don't really need an agency to do that because it ultimately. It's going to work, you know. You might you might have a Clavio agency to come and you know do some of your flows and those kind of things and that kind of side of it. But your, your paid agencies are driving new customers. So if you take that fee, let's say it's I don't know, say you're spending five grand on agencies a month, right? And yeah. um, you then go, well, how many new customers am I recruiting? And if you're only recruiting a hundred customers a month, you divide. 5,000 by 100, which is 50, and it's like 50 quid. So 50 pounds or $50 per order is the, is the cost that you're having to you know, uh, put into, the, into, into consideration when you're working out your, um, your margin calculator sheet. So it's like you know, you've got, you know, when you're selling something for like 100 bucks and you've got the margin of this money and you left up with this, then you've got that $50, $50 to take off that to see whether you're in profit. And when you look at it like that, you suddenly realize whether or not you can afford an agency yet and how it affects. Because if it's if it's a significant amount, like $50 an order, and your average order value is only like $140, that's a significant chunk of mm. the margin that's being put against the, the, the agency. Is there, is there, let's, say, let's take a typical e-commerce business. Let's say you know, your average order value is like $80. You know, what would mm. you... 
when? Well, it, it, yeah, it, an agency becomes an agency becomes uh, sensible once the number of customers that they're recruiting a, a month, the new customers are recruiting a month, brings down the cost per customer to a reasonable level that fits in your in your margin calculator sheet. So let's say your average order value is really high and you're doing $2,000 an order. If you're only doing 100 orders, that $50 is fine because it gets yeah. absorbed into it. If you're doing only $100 an order, that $50 an order is, is, is too much. So your average order value, your margin is going to affect when you can take on an agency. So, you know, you you kind of need to have an idea of how many customers do I need to be recruiting a month before that agency costs. So what do you do? What do you do in the, so, I mean, I I obviously understand this. I'm just thinking about the question to go back to Derek. Well, what should Derek Mm. do now? And, you know, if we're saying, okay, he's not ready, what does he do in the interim? Well, he, he can use his margin calculator sheet to see how many, which is downloadable in the show notes, and you can see how many um, new customers he would have to get until he um, it, it becomes profitable. So with the margin calculator sheet, we say at the end of it, we really ultimately want, before you put fixed costs in, you want to, get in, you want to be getting like a 30% gross margin out of the 12-month customer value. That's where you want to be getting. And then you can put in your, your agency cost and see how that affects things. And you can see basically, ultimately, you know, you've got a decision. Either you get an agency on now, and maybe you only get 10% out after the year, and you know you're going to take that hit and you're building. That's fine, because mm-hmm. you know you can't do it yourself and you're building. But if you put the agency cost in, and then you make a loss on the front end and the back end of the business, it's probably too early, because what's the, you know, like there's no point build, building a business and losing money as you go, unless you are heavily VC backed or something like that. Like, you know, you've yeah. got finance and you know, you're growing. Or unless, to, to unless you've got great lifetime customer value as well. You know, that yeah. you're, and, you're and just focusing on the first you, customer. Yeah. You know. If you're going and you say, well, in three years time, this is what it's going to be. And, you know, because our margin calculator sheet just relies on, 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 on getting money after a, a year, which is probably as, as long as most people want to want to wait. Yeah. So it's just having that conversation with yourself to, just to, to add those costs, your SEO agency, your pay-per-click agency, on your Facebook agency, mm. and going, well, to justify this cost, how many new customers do they need to be driving a month yeah. to make the, the per-customer cost reasonable? I think, it, I think, in other words, what, what we're saying is is that you have to realize that by recruit, having an agency to run all your ads is going to affect your required ROAS, i.e. it's going to go up. Because it's effectively mm. like reducing your margin on your product. Because in order to pay for the agency, you've got to go for an increased ROAS. Well, yeah. yeah. And I had one exactly like this yesterday. So let me give you this example. So somebody was selling uh, men's clothing in America. And she was recruiting 120 new customers a month. And she had an agency cost of $4,000. With her margins and everything, to get 30% out... With the agency, she needed to do a a thousand, no, a, a ten thousand ROAS, because her cost per customer needed to be one dollar forty, like really low, to, mm. to to make it work. When she took that agency cost out of four thousand um, dollars, if she ran her ads herself, she only needed to get out of four hundred and eighty percent ROAS to make the business work at thirty percent. So. It, it, you can see at that kind of level, this was a kind of a smallish business, at that kind of level, it, the, the recruitment you need to invest, uh, the ROAS you need to achieve 
is massively affected by if you've got too many costs front loaded onto the business. Now, in her case, she sold another business, she's got money, and maybe she's funding this maybe for, for five years, and maybe she can do that because she's still making some profit even with that. And maybe she wants help to do it, she can't do it all herself, and that, that's fair enough. But it's, at least she's having a conversation with herself to understand that's what she's doing. Because I think a lot of people go and put on you know, a two grand um, agency cost and maybe like SEO costs and stuff like that. And they just kind of, it's almost like kind of like um, praying that it'll work, it's work yeah. itself out without actually understanding how it actually needs to work. Because there are some businesses that, gosh, yes, you can go and get these agencies and, and, and scale really quickly because you've got all this, all, all this good stuff. But if you're, if you if you're not there, then, then it's going to give you an idea of, of what you can do and why. And I think there is, there's a feeling there's a feeling in e-commerce that you can go and get everybody can get an agency and that's what happens and i think there's a lot of agencies out there that make a lot of money from very small customers who don't have any business having an agency um mm. yet um but you know they can set up ads and maybe you can use them for a couple of months or something like that but it's it's an interesting conversation and i think people should be more aware of the fact that you can very easily become a busy fool in e-commerce and um you know, putting, putting costs on that, 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 that's never going to work. Um, yeah. you know, cause you, you know, if you're going from like 120 customers, new customers a month to a thousand customers a month, this is, is some serious, serious growth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. totally is. Is there any other, qu any other we'll, questions? Well, there any, is some questions, but we've only got like four minutes. And it was anything like, you can cover um, in, in less than four minutes. Um, you said that okay. We just you said the conversion rate can be a misleading and dangerous KPI. What do you mean? Well, yes, yeah, so we did then? a podcast. Well, we did a podcast on on what you know why conversion rate might actually be not the right thing. And but it's essentially because um, it, conversion rate in in some respects doesn't really matter because you might be getting a load of SEO traffic that's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And of course, it's going to affect your conversion rate. Um, it's, re it's really, well, if you think about it, really, think about the, extreme, extreme, extreme example, you go to like a car garage selling new cars, which, you know, you go to a BMW car garage selling new cars and in that they sell cars and coffee <laughs> and they, and they, 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 uh, one day their conversion rate's really high because they've sold a thousand coffees because there was an event outside. Their conversion rate's really high, but they haven't sold any cars. Like, do, does that business feel oh, yeah, like okay. it's better? Well, well you're saying, no, you yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're saying obviously it conversion rate also doesn't account for the the average order value as it well. Doesn't. No. And it, um, you know, it, so, it, it, uh, if you looked at revenue per visitor, if yeah. you looked at revenue per visitor, then then you would have a better, much better stat. Yeah. But I think you know, coming back to my point, the, the, the you know the, you know when we we're looking at businesses like in the garden, people who were selling plants online. In fact, plants online was a bit of a COVID boost. You know, it was it really it was really accelerated all of a sudden the delivery capabilities of selling plants online and getting them actually sent in the post you know, you yeah. know the te technology to allow that to happen all of a sudden became available uh it was a lot better and um and obviously uh people sat at home wanted plants anyway we were looking at those businesses there was so much natural organic traffic but like how do i grow my hydrangea yeah. bush why is my lemon tree dying like there's so much organic and of course that mm. that on the face of it you know kills your conversion rate but you know what are you gonna do kill your 
traffic. Mm. No, you're going to keep it, aren't you? You know, it's fine. Yeah, you, 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 the blog traffic does convert, but it, it converts occasionally. It's free. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah, so, you, you're not going to say, oh, get rid of the blog. It, it doesn't make no. sense. No, it doesn't. You obviously want to get, get, want to get emails. So, you know, it, 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 that's why, it, you know, it, you can't just look at conversion rate. I mean, it happens quite often. I often get a phone call from a, from a, an e-com brand, maybe one that we're running, and it'll be the, the manager's running it, and they'll say, oh, my conversion rate's dipping. For, and he was like, well, yeah, but the traffic's doubled. That's yeah. why. And there'll have been a started a traffic campaign on, on, on Facebook and getting really cheap traffic and some kind yeah. of, type of funnel strategy. And you just can't. It's like traffic isn't traffic. I mean, it's not the same. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's exactly. completely different. You know, uh, when you were talking about the uh, the plants online, it reminded me that in about 2018, I made this amazing prediction that food was going to be big online. I need to go and find that prediction where I said it. And then, and then, because that's what Gary Vaynerchuk does. He kind of, he goes back to his predictions and he makes loads of predictions. And I imagine he just picks the ones out where he was right. And then he plays that and he goes, yeah. oh, look. I was right. I'm I'm a genius, so I need to go find that that prediction when I. Well, you just it, record so. it now and then you know pretend that you recorded it in 2018. I could just kind of like colour my hair dark again, wouldn't I? Because I've gone grey. You'd have to grow it sh- though sh- as well. Spray spray a bit of like you know baldness <laughs> filler in the top and then look youthful. I'll just use one of those filters on TikTok, like the teenage filters, and, yeah. and say it with a really high pitched voice and be like. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, you should have seen you should have seen Mark and I step off the plane in Singapore after not seeing each other for four years. We just two old Mark. men, two old brothers. <laughs> we used to be young. We just got those. And we realized, we got those old oh. photos. All the old photos that we because we took a lot of the photos for Hammersley Brothers like literally um, about five years ago. So yeah, that's what we because yeah, we particularly we're not particularly people that like having photos taken of ourselves. So we. Like it's when you say you need a photo for the Facebook ad. It's like, well, here you go, roll out the same one. But it's still using that photo that where I put a magic wand in your hand and uh, put a put a fake Is rabbit on the table. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like what the hell? You come up with yeah. this stupid ad? Yeah. Unfortunately, the I didn't the, sell. Um, I didn't sell many books though, but it, I, I found no. it amusing, so I spent a lot of money on it to get people to see it. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's the most important. I'm sure, people thing. have seen it. And also the, yeah, the, the people, photos we took in Singapore, of yeah. they're a little bit phallic, aren't they? Because we're holding these giant chess pieces that look like phallic symbols. Yeah, Catherine, as well. Catherine said that. Yeah, yeah. But that's all we've got, Ian. So everybody's going to see that for the next four years. Yes. Oh, it's going to be. We <laughs> were like, "Well, people are saying, it's like, why are you playing chess? We weren't playing chess. We were just we were wandering around." <laughs> doing rubbish stuff anyway I digress I've yeah. got a minute before my next meeting so I, I okay. better go anyway thank you very much for listening to us prattle on and uh, if you want to come and talk to us or download our tools please do thanks Mark thank bye guys cheers